0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. This is episode 23. It is June the 13th. It is summer. I have been enjoying it so far. Finally. Yeah. (laughs) And we are allowed to do some stuff again in Ontario. So, you know, getting back to life, enjoying it, loving it. Uh, And here we are. (laughs) And here we are on a Sunday morning. Still talking
1: puck. Yeah. And still talking puck with a team in the playoffs. Because the yeah, Canadians, the Montreal are still in the playoffs. Swept the Winnipeg Jets. Um, honestly, like I didn't expect that, like at all. Very happy with it. Did not see it coming one bit. My in- initial prediction was seven.
0: So. Yeah. No. I. I. I don't think anybody really saw that sweep coming. But I think it's very hard to argue with the fact that the Montreal Canadiens are just rolling right now. Oh, they like, are. Absolutely they are firing on fire. all cylinders. And that's 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 what it did. that's what happens, man. Like we talked about it last night when you were over here, the yeah. two thousand and six Edmonton Oilers, right? They Dog rolled into the Stanley Cup final. Dog shit team,
1: eight seed, went to a cup final. I think they lost in seven too.
0: So like it wasn't even that they like got destroyed. Like they nearly fucking won it. Yeah, and. Obviously the Habs have some level of a chance of winning. I don't see it. I'm not going to lie. I don't see it. I don't see them making it past this next round, like if we're being honest, but it, we'll, we'll get into that cannot. a little later. We'll it's get possible. into that a little later. Okay. Okay. But I think I think this final four is the only difference from last year's final four is the Habs in Dallas. So it just goes to show you what like Tampa Bay has built something that like built the right model. Clearly, they have done everything. Like I mean, they, they, sure they circumvented the cap by eighteen million dollars. I that's, get it.
1: That's what I was gonna bring up. Is like would they be in this spot if Kucherov
0: had played all year and they I mean, couldn't no, bring. No. And they couldn't nope. bring in nobody 18. was roasting them though until the playoffs until they started and they they won a couple of rounds and now all you hear is they circumvented the cap that wasn't a story beforehand though. Uh I I heard it a little bit. Oh, I heard it, but it wasn't people weren't pissed about it like they are now. Yeah. People are pissed yeah. like,
1: and I mean like, look, it's it's hard to get mad at the Tampa Bay Lightning for this because it is it is a hundred percent allowed. Like this isn't some loophole that they're like exploiting like a tiny little fucking thing. Like it's straight up the salary cap does not matter in the playoffs. Yeah, Just well, and...
0: Out. Yeah, and the thing that people could consider cheating is... You can't tell me Nikita Kucherov wasn't good to go a couple months ago.
1: Oh, yeah, they definitely had him in a fucking playing back-alley hockey in Russia to fucking stay fit. 100%. 100% because eight, 18 no points in 11 games,
0: like... He's he was fine. playing. He's fine. Like, he was fine. Yeah. yeah. So that's... and. Then Lou Lamarello obviously also knows what he's doing, yeah, but he knows how to build. He knows how to build a team. A quote from him that I really liked actually was uh, he said that what what, like in the playoffs, it it's think of it like a chain link fence. If you have a bunch of really, really big links, but then you also have a bunch of really, really, really small links, yeah, that 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 fence is going to suck. That fence is going to break. It's going to be easily. You can get through it easily. But if you have a fence that maybe not all the links are huge, but all of the links are the same size and they sh- they, they stand strong together, that's, that's the NHL when it comes to playoff hockey. Like when 100%. it comes to their, its playoffs, right? Is 110%. you need a team that you can go out there and if all four lines are the same, then all four lines are the same, but they do their job, right? And then you get contributions from guys that you pick up at the trade deadline, like Kyle Palmieri, who, oh, by the yeah. way, is having a hell of a playoff hell of a playoff
1: like i I really thought that was a nothing move at the deadline I, like i just I really thought it was nothing,
0: yeah that I know nothing, yeah <laughs> like, what the hell out of nowhere this guy just is a playoff hero. and I guess not out of nowhere he's been a he's been a staple in the league for a long time, but yeah. uh and just yeah keeping, keeping it on the
1: islanders here uh last summer, cloak julian basically said that he wanted to play a similar style to the islanders in that whole you know like no star player but everyone pulls their weight everyone does their job and mm-hmm. like here we are the islanders and the canadians who have done that over these playoffs in the final four like i yeah, don't you can't think,
0: argue with you can't argue with the results
1: yeah like i, I don't think that you can like like it's definitely a fucking crazy like it's not a coincidence that these two teams are where they are right now.
0: No, and I also don't think it's a coincidence that Vegas and Tampa are either. Oh,
1: and like it's it's almost like two ends of the spectrum of how different you want to build, build. Your team. like different build. Entirely
0: different build. And wanna know what else and uh, I I of course I'm the Leafs fan here. We were this was not our detriment this year either, but wanna know what is consistent with all of these teams is goaltending. Yeah, right. Every goal every team has gotten goaltending, including the Islanders. Yep. Let me rank
1: Even I'm looking at like Colorado, who lost who lost four straight in the second round there, like where did their goaltending go? Yeah.
0: Philip Grubauer wasn't playing up to par, and that was that man.
1: Yeah. Like doesn't matter how fucking good your team is going forward, if you don't have a guy behind you fucking stopping the puck, you cannot win.
0: Tukarask. Did not yep. have a good round versus the Islanders, man.
1: But he was playing with, like, a torn fucking something in his hip. Like, I'm going to give oh, him... Oh, was pass. he? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard that? No. Oh, yeah. Let me pull up the exact uh, nature of this fucking injury. Because, uh, yeah. So, uh, on the pregame panel before, I think it was game six, they were talking about it. And they were saying that he shouldn't be playing because he's clearly playing hurt. But... Um, yeah no, uh, where is it?
2: Because it's a it was a fucking nasty injury too. Yeah, eh. Well,
0: you know, even still, why why play then? Right, like I, even I, if he I, is injured i have no, Why no idea and put like that's putting your team as a, like and it, and it did put his team at a detriment they played like they should have gotten some saves man and they didn't yeah you know what i mean uh, not, not that i wanted boston to win i hate boston as much as the next leafs or habs fan man oh, so but, that,
1: that's one of the very few things on this show that we've ever agreed on is to fuck boston Just yeah boston
0: can absolutely go fuck themselves
1: yeah uh torn labrum in his hip
0: Ooh, that doesn't sound yeah. fun. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound fun.
1: No, I feel like if you tear anything in your hip, especially as a goalie, like
0: that's a pretty important yeah piece of the
1: puzzle. I feel like 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 that's not like a broken finger like that you can you can live with. But like, anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why they
0: allowed him to play. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I but. Well, especially if he was wasn't stopping the puck, like he, it wasn't just one game that he wasn't stopping the puck. There were a yeah. couple games where I was like, oof, like maybe after the first one, you're like, okay, he's hurt, he's not up to par. We got to put somebody else in. Yeah. Like. And that's
1: I don't know. that's Sway, Swayman, I think his last name was yeah, the rookie. Swayman. Yeah, yeah, he he had done all right, and then I believe they also have Yaroslav Halak on the roster. So like, why are they not getting game time if your
0: fucking number one's hurt? Yeah, that's yeah, and as early as last year was Rask and. Halak not not like a one a one b kind of scenario. Yeah, and they were one of the best one a one bs in the league. Yeah, so Hmm. very interesting that they didn't make a switch there. Even after like the third, even after the second, and what would they go? Did they go to seven or was it a six? It was six. So in game six, when they were down after the second period, because I remember watching that game, why didn't they put a goalie in in the third? Like even just to wake the boys up, you know. Yeah,
1: you shake things up. Yeah, I have no idea. That was, uh, I think that's just really poor management from top down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that the other thing too that note of that series that absolutely killed me was the New York Saints quote from New York Bruce New York Saints. And, like, then, and then the Islanders fans absolutely loving it and oh, basking yeah. in it at Nassau. But like, like the one the one
1: takeaway from that is like. You're not allowed to complain about referees and officiating and, like, blown calls if you're literally the Boston Bruins.
0: Yeah, like, especially just, in the
1: playoffs. Especially you're just disqualified from that conversation immediately. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah like, unless Nazem is playing on the other team, don't even try. Pretty much. Like, actually. Um. So, why don't we tee up this Islanders and Tampa Bay series that is going to start in 25 minutes when we are recording so it will have already been finished by the time this this recording is posted but uh let's tee up the series i think this is going to be i think both series are going to be very good honestly i think yeah because to me this is there's three of the same type of build vegas the islanders and the habs and then like you said the other end of the spectrum defending champions cert- cap circumventors yeah they're the high-end skill: Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that first of all, I'm I'm I, just let me say this. You can I I will let you rebut this. I think the Vegas Montreal series is going to be very very interesting because I think Vegas is Montreal but better. But Carey Price is better than marc Andre Fleury, so I'm very very curious as to how this is going to shake out.
1: Yeah. Um. I think that is going to be a lot
0: closer of a series than people want it to be. Like, I, I I wouldn't doubt that. And the reason I wouldn't doubt that is because Vegas also has a hard time scoring sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I think this is going to, I mean, I don't
1: want to just say this, I've said this for every series so far, but I really think it's going to come down to Carey Price versus Marc-Andre Fleury, just like it was well, Carey Price but versus like, Connor Halifax right? and Carey Price versus Jack Campbell. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah you're right like, you're right and and Price has won both battles so far yeah. but I think this one like I don't think you guys have played a defensive juggernaut like Vegas is you know what I mean like you went through Toronto like the most defensive like you guys produced against Toronto you had a hard time we couldn't produce yeah right like if we produce at our normal rate then we would have won that series you guys didn't overproduce in that series right no, no. and I think that Vegas is like even more shut down than the Leafs were in that in in the first series that you guys played and I'm I'm quite curious to see if Montreal is going to be able to even break through that at all because like we're trading TJ Brody for and Morgan Riley for like Petro and Shea Theodore like yeah that's,
1: that's that is enough those
0: offer. are that's a better <laughs> pairing like you know what I mean yeah. Or who's like what is it? Josh Morrissey and I don't even know who Winnipeg's one two is, like it
1: was it was Dylan DeMello,
0: but he got hurt in game one or two. Okay, so let's even say like pretend he didn't. Josh Morrissey and Dylan DeMello. Shea still, Theodore. I'll say they still Alex shipped
1: five in the first game. <laughs> Pardon? They still shipped five in the first game. Well, four in an empty netter.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: but So You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I oh, think hey, it's hey, good. hey I, like you, you, you don't need to pull my teeth out to fucking get me to say that Vegas is a better team than the Winnipeg Jets and Toronto Maple Leafs probably combined. Like, like I will a hundred percent admit that this is this should be the hardest matchup the Canadians face this year, or have faced anyways. Well, and I, I
0: don't know because I think, like, that Toronto series could have gone either way. Like, yeah, it went to Game Seven, man. Like, that's that's. You know, I I don't know, and I I obviously I still believe Toronto should have won that series, but it didn't. Anyway, Tampa. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just let's just fucking do let's just do
1: Vegas Montreal right now. We're on the topic. Fuck it.
0: Okay, yeah, Vegas Montreal gonna be a hell of a series. You, you want to tee it up a little bit for yourself? Yeah, so I, I got my piece in.
1: So I mean there's a couple actually like interesting underlying stories here. So you have the oldest franchise in NHL history versus the youngest soon to be second youngest, but um, you have uh, obviously the big blockbuster trade from a couple years ago, Max Pacioretty for Tatar, Suzuki and a pick. So I think that's going to be like a very interesting underlying uh, story. Cause you know, Max Pacioretty was our captain when we traded him. Um, the fans I don't want to say the fans had turned on him but they were getting there and then on the Canadians end you have Nick Suzuki who was drafted by Vegas and then traded within a week and I don't know if like I think that was a pretty like hockey trade I don't think there was like too much politicking involved you know what I mean yeah but um and I mean both teams like I I don't think there's a loser in that trade I think both teams kind of got
0: what they wanted well, look, at Patriotti's playing great for Vegas.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, I've, Nick Suzuki's one of the best young players in the league. Thomas Sattar has been great for us for the last couple of years. And Matthias Norlander just recently signed his uh, entry-level contract with us. So,
0: like, dub. Yeah, definitely a dub. Definitely a dub. Yeah. Yeah, and there's obviously the Price and markovic story like, right? storyline, right?
1: That, that gets me going. Like, that is going to be so good. Like, okay, it should be super good. I don't know if it will be, but, like.
0: Well, the thing about both of those goaltenders is they really seem to bear down when the time comes to bear down. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, don't, uh, I'm not saying this can happen, but I don't see either goalie really being leaky. You know what I mean? Like, either one, like, like, you're going to have to beat them. This
1: is going to be a very, very tight series. Even the scorelines, like, I don't expect fucking four or five goal games. I expect two ones. Yeah. And if we got seven fucking two-one games, like, that would not shock me one bit.
0: No, it wouldn't. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be a good series. I uh, Obviously, I'm going to pick Vegas to come out. You're going to pick the Habs to come out. Yep. But, like, and I don't want to feel like this is just like, oh, I'm a Habs fan,
1: so I'm picking the Habs, like. From the original fucking test podcasts that we were doing back in like December, I said this Habs team looks fucking good and they're going for a deep run. And like, I think I think we're going to keep it going.
0: You well, know? now's your chance, because let me tell you, I do not believe the Montreal Canadiens are going to make the playoffs next year. I think the Atlantic's too deep. Well, I
1: mean, that's a whole that's a whole other issue. There is there is going to be some good teams missing out on the playoffs next year. Run, run us through the Atlantic Division next year. Okay, so
0: uh, I'll go from where I, I'll go from who I think is going to finish first to who I think is going to finish last. Yeah. So I'm going to assume the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to finish first. Then I'm going to go with probably Tampa. And then I'm going to probably put Boston in there. And then probably the Florida Panthers. So there's your top four for the Atlantic Division in my opinion. Now there's also wild cards, right? Yeah. But here's where my opinion gets interesting. Because I also think that the Ottawa Senators are going to finish ahead of the Montreal Canadiens next year.
1: See and that's where I think well that and you having ta- uh, Toronto over Tampa those are your two things where you're just you're just wrong. Like we'll you
0: just We'll see.
1: I I think and uh, your Sens... Well okay, so the Tampa over Toronto the Sens thing,
0: the sends let me let me going into the end of the year.
1: Let me just do Tampa Toronto quick because it's the easier one. You're just delusional. You're you're just delusional. The Tampa Bay Lightning are going to fucking, for the foreseeable future, be perennial Presidents Trophy winners. Like they're God, they just, have to
0: cut they have to cut eighteen million dollars in sap, salary cap room.
1: I know. I got no. I got no fucking. Like, I think they're basically going to revert back to their not this year's roster, but last year's roster.
0: Like you know what I mean. Two years is a long time. A lot of age on some of those guys. I don't think they're going to be as good as they are now next year. I think they will.
1: But your Ottawa shout, I don't hate it. I think it might be like a year too early.
0: The like, reason that I say that is just like, for, didn't they win like 15 of their last 20 games? They yeah they want a stupid amount near the I, end don't, the I don't think that's actually the number, but like they they ro- they were rolling going into the end of the year. Like yeah. they they all like if they would have started a, like a month earlier, they could have made a playoff push. Like actually, yeah, if they would have started and and if they would have got goaltending all year, they also could have made that playoff push. But I guess kind of w- like then Connor Brown goes and lights up the world championship. Yeah, and Josh Norris scores the game winning goal from Connor Brown. Like, I just, I just, that team like, has so much, they ooze confidence and just love of the game and just happiness. And I, I just, I see them coming into next season rolling, man. I really do. Like I, I said, really, I
1: I, I, think in a couple of years, they're going to be a very scary team. I, I think next year is too early for it.
0: Yeah, well... It depends, man. If if Brady Kachuk gets rolling, and then you got those because like Connor Brown's not a young guy. Like no. he's younger, but he's not like he's not a rookie by any means. No, like or no, even he's, close, he's, right? He's like not, he's not Kachuk or Stutzel. He's like you know what I mean. And if guys like that step up, and then you also have guys like Kachuk and Stutzle step, stepping up, similar to the way Cole Caulfield has stepped up, man. Like you know what I mean. And then you got those leaders in the room like Connor Brown, like who whoever would have thought Connor Brown was a leader on that team. But he sure is like he sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's undeniable now. Undeniable, man. And what he did for Canada at the Worlds, too. Unbelievable stuff. I, I think they're going to be good next year.
1: Yeah, I, I think they'll be good. I, I don't. I think the Canadians will be better than them next year. I think we're going to take a lot of this team into next year and we're going to kind of keep this rolling. You know what
0: I mean? Well, and you got another year of Caulfield, and yeah. like another, you got Caulfield has a whole playoffs, and we pl- don't think Caulfield's gonna be in the lineup every night next year. Like, like Cole Caulfield is going to be so fucking good, Ave. I think he's gonna be really good next year. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna doubt. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll say in an 82 game season, I'll bet you he puts 20, maybe 25 in next year. Yeah. Oh,
1: 100. But like, if they can keep this line of him suzuki
0: and to together
1: for like a couple years in a few years that's a fucking 250 point
0: line no no questions asked i don't know about that because i think tyler to has been playing over his head to tell you the truth i mean
1: like yes and no but like i wouldn't put it past him to get a fucking 60 70 point season playing with suzuki and caulfield yeah
0: well I think that I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head with the two young guys. They're going to develop oh. fantastically, but I think that third piece is interchangeable.
1: Oh, I think so. But right now, like Toffoli has been great with them, so like I just I don't see a need to change it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and if that's going to even help Toffoli put points on the board playing with those two yeah. young guys, right? Then by all means. All right. So that was actually our preview of the Vegas and <laughs> <in> Montreal <laughs> series that ended up in a next season's Atlantic. Yeah. Preview. Yeah. But that's how things work. Th- that's just how this show goes. If you don't know that by now, then like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. The picks for that one are in. Gatano is going to take the Montreal Canadiens. In coming seven. Out of that. In seven. In seven. I'm going to take Vegas... And I'm going to be ignorant. I'm going to go on five. All right. All right. And then. Tampa and the New York Saints. Tampa and the New York Saints. Who <laughs> have like maybe the most electric building in hockey.
1: But I don't understand how they can't do that during the regular season. It's so fucking good. Like why can they. Why are they unable to keep that up for a full year?
0: Like I know. Uh, but like Electric.
1: I just think like like the Bell Center in the ACC. You could go fucking watch a preseason game there, and it's going to be fucking electric. And like they oh, raise yeah. it to fucking two fifty in the playoffs. Like, how can the Islanders not at least like keep that going all year?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the deal is there. Hey, playoff hockey brings out some crazies, man. I know, but like then
1: like where are your crazies all year? Like that's. So not the
0: playoffs doesn't mean as much i, I know anyway uh so again this is going so to be an interesting series Sorokin is going to need to play real good real good oh yeah because tampa is coming in firing on all cylinders their power play is literally illegal oh
1: my god i hate it so much like it's ridiculous like, ridiculous man the way they move the puck around it's not even fair like some of those goals against uh carolina were fucking braden points just sitting in front of the net holding a stick on the ice and they just fucking like pinball it in off his stick he doesn't have to fucking move you could put me and you out there and we'd fucking score those goals
0: yeah they just they know where to be they know how to work the guys on the fucking on the on the penalty kill like oh it's just rude they're ruthless they are absolutely ruthless with their power play man what are, what are they fucking firing on right now for like percentage?
1: Oh, it's got to be like 30 40%, honestly. Like they're fucking disgusting.
0: Okay, Tampa Bay power play percentage. Yeah, cuz uh, they are they
1: are ridiculous.
0: Yeah, okay. So, TSN the statistics are being sourced from TSN. Tampa Bay's power play. Where? Come on, come on! Give me some, give me some
2: stuff. Uh, team stats. They're running at
1: forty-one point seven percent, according to NHL.com.
2: They're running at over forty percent on the power play. <laughs> oh forty-one point seven. Oh my god.
1: Like, That's that is,
0: insanity, and their penalty kills even at seventy-seven percent.
1: Dude, they're running at one point three six power play goals per game.
0: That's absolutely ridiculous. That is that shouldn't that that, that isn't is, allowed. I was like that is super illegal. Come on, so their power play is Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Headman, and who else? Does it matter? Is it Kalorn? I
1: feel like it's Kalorn. It's probably Killorn, but you could throw any one of those guys out there. Like, oh my god, dude! They're running at a forty percent clip. Yeah. Yeah, like, give him the cop, bro. Yeah, the Islanders are. You can't take a penalty against them. Yeah, the Islanders are running penalties
0: against them. You're guaranteed getting scored on. Oh yeah. That's not fair. That's just not fair.
1: I mean, to be fair, the Islanders penalty kills is running at sixty-one and a half percent. So that is the, like
0: uh, Islanders is sixty-one yeah, penalty- so, yeah, and a half percent. Okay, so four
2: Wayne, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, and PP
0: two is Palat, Sorelli, Gorge, Sergachev, Johnson.
2: That's just that's crazy.
0: Wow. 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 All right. Well, maybe that's what you need to do. Just figure out what at, at uh trade deadline, instead of making trades, just circumvent the cap, figure out yeah. what players you're going to tell he's injured.
1: Yeah. You just t- tell like a $5 million guy, like, Hey, you're done for the season until playoffs. So
0: we can fucking pick someone else up. And we're, yeah, we're going on a deep run because we're going to yeah. use that five mil to pick up a number one D man or something. Okay, I just want to bring this up quick because I was looking at it. The
1: Habs net penalty kill percentage, that includes what they do on the penalty kill, so their shorthanded goals, is technically running at 103.2%. Wait, say that again. So the Habs penalty kill, if you include what they do on the penalty kill, so their shorthanded goals, um, they are running at 103.2%.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Straight penalty kill is 90.3%.
0: Yeah, you guys have a pretty deadly penalty kill. Uh, I know this isn't a hockey thing, but Bo Bichette just ripped a baseball a very ridiculous distance to make it 13-1 Blue Jays.
1: Hey, let's go Blue Jays. Wow. (laughs) They're on a fucking roll. Vladdy. Vladdy is having an all-star season.
0: Unbelievable stuff out of the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Let's go. All right, back to hockey. I just yeah. I I just saw that and I was like, "Jesus." Like, man, man. Oh
1: man. Tampa's penalty kill is still running at like 77.8%.
0: That's what I said. They're running at 77% penalty kill and then fucking 40% power play. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. So, let's be honest. If the Islanders take penalties, if the Saints take penalties, they're fucked. Like that but, is like, even at this point like, like if
1: Tampa takes penalties, they're not even fucked. Like, no. that's not even an advantage for the Islanders.
0: No. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's that's absolutely insane. Good for them, though. Uh, like you said, it's totally within the rules, unfortunately. So they can do it as much as they want. Wow. Anyway. Uh, uh, one, one thing I do
1: want to bring up for this series is neither of their goalies are playing spectacularly well. Vasilevsky's GAA is 2.24. Sorokin's is
0: 2.32. So this. Okay, what's Vasilevsky's save percentage? Save percentage
1: is 934. Sorokin is also
0: 934. Hey, I feel like this could turn into a shootout. It easily could. Like it easily could. But I, I that's the thing is Vasilevsky can turn it up at any time oh, too. Like Vasilevsky has a higher ceiling than Sorokin for sure. Oh, oh, hey, I'm
1: not arguing that. At all, and I know that in the two uh series clinching games this season,
0: Vasilevsky's put up shutouts, which is stupid yeah when you're when it's when it's clutch time, he bears down, yeah, but before clutch time, we might get some shootouts, yeah, that might be fun. I wouldn't be mad, no, not at all, all right, well, so do you, yeah, do you... so you're nine three four Price is only running at a nine three five. Oh I know, I, I
1: I'm I'm you said but price also is a
0: way better GAA. 1.97. Yeah, and Jack Campbell's at a nine three four yep.
1: and a one eight one. Yep. Hey, we've we've said it a billion times. He did not lose that series for the fucking Leafs. No.
0: No, he also, played fantastic.
1: Can we run it back to his uh post game comments after game seven where he was blaming himself for that loss? Yeah, Saying that oh like I picked the worst time To let in the worst goal of my career Like He is the only player on that team That is completely free of Fucking responsibility for that series Like
0: completely Well him
1: and William Nylander
0: Uh, Totally totally free of responsibility For what
1: happened They did 110% of what they could do Like that's it
0: Yup 100% man 100% man well, we're getting we're getting down to crunch time here. The Stanley Cup playoffs are we are in the semifinals. I'm getting nervous. I love watching, even though the Leafs are out. I'm having so much fun watching it at playoff hockey, man. Okay, I love so it. Are, are it's we, such are a we vibe. Just, are we
1: calling this just the Stanley Cup semifinals from now on, or like what's going on with the teams that win these series? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, it's not they're not conferences, right? So they're, yeah. this year they're called semifinals. Yeah.
1: So like. Are there trophies at the end of this? Or are they just, like, not doing that this year? I'm not 100% sure. Because, like, they could give out the Eastern Conference trophy to the Tampa New York Islanders winner, right? Like, they 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 could.
0: Yeah, but then the Habs, if they beat the Vegas, they get the West? Like, I would, I think that'd be really funny.
1: That'd be interesting. Habs just fucking one singular Western Conference title.
0: Yeah, the only year it was possible. Yeah. Yeah, so I, well I, like
1: I, I almost prefer it this way. Not that I don't like the conference like head to head, but like I I've kind of been digging this. I didn't think I would. I've been digging it. Yeah, well don't get used to it. I know, I know. Because I, like, it's not I,
0: staying alone for very long.
1: I really thought I would like hate this, this whole, you know, not conference based fucking playoffs, but like this has been really good. I, well, you know, a lot of a lot of the playoffs. Go ahead. I was saying you get a lot of uh, like matchups we would never see before, right? Like a fucking carolina Nashville first round. That was fucking awesome. That was one yeah. of the best like series of the playoffs so far, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was good for the playoffs, definitely. But I didn't yeah. like it for the regular season because, no. I, I, man, there's no measuring stick. No. Right. Like that was the issue for me is there was never a measuring stick of who you like, how you stacked up against the competition when it came down to it.
1: Like this game that starts in two minutes is gonna be the first game this season out of divisions,
0: yeah, like that's kinda of, i didn't I don't like that no no so with that being said, what uh is there anything else you want to touch on today?
1: um, we didn't predict winners for the new York Tampa series,
0: okay, uh, I am honestly. Uh, I, if you recall on the podcast, I I picked the Islanders to go all the way to the final. Yeah, you did. But the reason I did that is because I had Tampa losing to Florida. And then I had the Islanders beating Florida at some point, I think.
1: Maybe Carolina?
0: Maybe Carolina. Anyway, now that Tampa's there, I don't have as much confidence in that prediction.
1: Yeah, like, I really want to take the Islanders to win because I feel like that's the better matchup for the Habs in the final. But, like, betting against Tampa feels like betting against, like, Khabib. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just you I just, just, know, it just... you just shouldn't. It just feels really stupid to, like, think that they might not win this. Yeah. So, so well... I
0: <laughs> <laughs> it the cap by $18 million. <laughs> I know, I know like come on man you gotta be kidding me
1: like there ha- i don't i don't know how the nhl fucking let that happen like i really don't they gotta fix it they gotta fix it have to like there's you just have to because yeah. like like you imagine know, next year the canadians just go you know what price we're gonna shut you down at the deadline we're in a great spot we're gonna shut you down and we're gonna fucking sign like an eight million dollar forward we're yeah. gonna trade. We're gonna trade for like an eight million dollar forward at the deadline. Yeah.
2: Like that's just.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. That being said, uh, I'm gonna go Tampa in six.
0: I hate it. I I I know I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tampa in in seven. I think the Islanders are gonna take them, but I think Tampa in seven. Tampa in seven.
1: All right. Six.
0: Alright. Uh, that that with what, a Vegas Tampa final? That leaves me with a Vegas Tampa final, and I think that's some good hockey. <sighs> I was hoping for a Colorado final, but they really spun out of control there. Yeah, do you
1: want to kind of talk about that? Because they like Yeah everyone, I would like
0: to talk about that. Like th-
1: this playoffs is a lot, uh what you're gonna hear about is the Leafs choking, but the Colorado Avalanche
0: straight up choked the second round. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they fucking did. Like four straight uh-huh. games they lost. Yeah, four straight. Their coach called them out, and I thought after their coach called them out, they were gonna fucking take their head out of their ass. But guess what? They didn't. They buried it even deeper, almost. Yeah, man. That was that some, game. And, that
1: game six was not
0: good. And Gitano. you have no idea how grateful I am that they got the full Nazim Kadri experience. <laughs> Uh yeah, they got dude. the full, oh, you're going to get eliminated the game before his last game of the suspension is, oh. <laughs> first time, like, oh, I'm so glad they got the full Nazem Kadri experience, but anyway, the big guys didn't show up, and no. I think in the last game, if I'm not mistaken, McKinnon had a couple apples, but that's all he did in the last, like, three, four games, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, he did not have a
0: great end to that series at all. No, no, he he looked dominant to start out, but then the the, the wheels fell off, man. I don't know yeah. what happened. And the after after they lost, what a bonehead question by that reporter. Oh my
1: God, that was awful. That was so bad. At what point do you just say fuck it, and win?
0: Like it, it, it doesn't work like that, man. Did you see like, the big heat daddy tweet? Like, no. where he, like, posted, like, a voice recording. It was so funny. Like, he's, like, he compared it to, like, a, he's, like, what the hell do you think this is? Like, a Fast and Furious movie where, like, Vin Diesel's standing there next to Dwayne Johnson. And he looks over and he goes, and they're about to, er, he looks over and they're about to go, like, steal, get the money back and, like, save the world or whatever. And they go, fuck it. Like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, it was so like, funny. You have to listen like, to the clip.
1: You you can tell that that reporter has never played a sport in his life.
0: Yeah. At what point do you just say fuck it and go in? Uh, I mean, I tried. Yeah, like that's that's what I get paid a lot
1: of money to do, and that's like the the whole point of what I do
0: is to win. Like that's that's the that's <laughs> who gave that like what in his brain made him think that was a good question to ask, especially a guy who just fucking got like not swept but lost four straight fucking hockey yeah. games like you idiot Come like,
1: there's, on. there's so many better questions you could have asked him there oh yeah you literally could have been like hey Nate, what did you have for breakfast this morning
0: better question a hundred percent yeah and i also like nate i forget what the question was when he answered what like when this was his answer but he uh he was asked about winning and he said, uh, "Listen, I've been in this league for 9 years and he very candidly said, "I haven't won shit." He's not and wrong. He's not wrong. But I think uh I think he'll win. It takes time. It takes time for the stars to win. Yeah, and I mean like when when we were talking about Colorado
1: earlier this year and even at the deadline, we we said goaltending was going to be an issue for them because Grubauer Grubauer's up for the Vesna, man? He is I think that's more of a... And I don't want to fucking sit here and just shit on him, because he's obviously a good goalie. But we said, like, he's not a number one you ride to a cup goalie. He's just not.
0: Yeah, he no, be, and I think...
1: He might be a 1A, 1B guy, but then they don't
0: have a 1B for him. So then well, he just becomes I think the your number with one. Bauer, the reason he was up for that award is because they won so many games.
1: 100%. And that's, you right? know, I, mean. I, I think that nomination... Like, I think he was good, but I just don't think he is... One of the top three goalies in the league.
0: No. No, I would I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um can Is we talk of, a- Oh ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna say keep
1: with award nominations. Uh we've got the nominees for the heart, we've got the Norris,
0: and I think there was one more. Uh Ted uh,
1: Lindsay? Ted Lindsay, yeah. If you want, so, so quickly
0: go through those. Yep. Uh, The Hart, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon did not deserve to be nominated for that award. He had an absolute garbage year. He had eight 5v5 goals all year. Yeah, I mean...
1: I think... I don't want to just say that, you know, his goal scoring means he's not, uh... like, the most, like, important player for his team, but, like, it's really hard to make an argument for him when he has only scored 8 goals at 5-on-5. Five five.
0: Like... Yeah, that, that just can't happen if you're going to be in... Like, and it's... It's a clout pick. Like, it's it's clout. That's yeah. why. Right? But... Um, I, I do believe that he... Uh, so, yeah. He finished with 65 points, 20 goals, 45 assists, and 48 games played. Uh, and he was a plus 22. So definitely uh he definitely definitely had a good year he had a good year like
1: don't don't get us wrong like he definitely had a good year
0: but But i think there's a very big divide between one and two and three you know one and two and and then three
1: like he's there making up numbers they could have just been like the nom the finalists are mcdavid and matthews and nobody would have fucking argued with them
0: yeah and the winner is connor mcdavid like every time the kids literally ridiculous. every time. We talk about him enough, but we're not giving him any airtime because he didn't do shit in the playoffs. Anyway. Cole Caulfield has
1: two more series victories than uh or he's got one more than Connor McDavid, two more than Matthews and McKinnon. Just saying. Marner. And Marner. And nylander Yeah, McKinnon has series victories, guy. Who oh, okay? It wasn't McKinnon. It was. Uh, oh no, McKinnon doesn't have any fucking uh, conference final appearances. Cole Caulfield has one. There you go. That, that sounds. Was right. That was the one.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Um. So yeah, that's the heart. Obviously, fucking
0: McDavid yeah, got it. McDavid's gonna win that one. Uh, Norris. So Norris. Norris this is an Romanese. interesting one. Victor Hedman, who didn't have a great year. No. Adam Fox, who probably should win the award. Yeah. And Cale McCarr, who is 22 years old and is nominated for the yeah. Norris. That's incredible to me. That's amazing. If he did win, he would tie Eric Carlson for youngest to ever win the award Yeah, at 22. That's crazy. He's, he's just... Can you imagine being the best at anything in the world at 22, let alone your favorite sport, like the thing Can that you? Can you imagine being the best the in the world at anything? straight up. Yeah, and then at 22. Yeah. That's like, ridiculous.
1: Crazy. I, Craziness. I Craziness. have a, like. I really hope that he doesn't become an Eric Carlson, though. Like, I really hope that he like solidifies the defensive part of his game and becomes the best defenseman in the league because and i mean we've had this discussion on this podcast a hundred times about how the norris doesn't go to the best defenseman it goes to the best offensive defenseman i think kale mccarr absolutely can be the best defenseman in the league yeah
0: he's so good his edge work is incredible, man. Watching him walk the line is a, like, a sight to see.
1: His positioning, he's like I've like in all these playoff games I've watched, like I don't think I've seen him in like the wrong position once. Like he's he's always is in the right spot. Knows where to fucking have his stick in the
0: right spot. Like he's just his hockey IQ is fucking through the roof. Yeah, love to see it. Love to see it. And it's funny him and uh, Quinn Hughes were a little they were like kind of the same last year. Like Kale McCarr had a slight edge. Yeah. Kale McCarr made that conversation irrelevant now. And I mean, Kale
1: McCarr is playing on a significantly better team than Quinn Hughes as well. So, like, that is definitely part of the equation. Cause, you know, Kale McCarr has a competent defense partner. I can't say the same for Quinn Hughes. Yeah. You know, definitely. And like, that obviously does help. Like, oh, clearly. Uh, always will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have a feeling Hedman will win it, but I think Makar should.
0: No, I don't think Hedman's gonna win it. I think this was a token nomination for Hedman because if you look at his stats, he did not have a great year, and it was kind of injury riddled and blah 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 blah. So I honestly, Adam Fox should win the award. He yeah. had a hell of a fucking season. He did. And especially he did. based on the criteria that they've been using. Like you said, best offensive defenseman, not necessarily the best defenseman. I think that also plays into his pocket. You know what I mean? He was uh, second among defensemen with points uh, in 47.
1: Five goals and 42 assists. Makar had 44. The... Oh, um... who was number one for points? It was Tyson Berry, 48. Wow. Yep. Yeah, he's not winning it. No. So yeah, Makar had uh, 8 goals, 36 assists, and Hedman was 3rd with 45 points, 9 goals, 36 assists.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I give it to Fox.
1: Yeah, I I, I think Makar, but like, I think between those two, there's no wrong answer. Like, I think those are two very deserving candidates. Hedman, I, I I feel like he'll get it because he's Victor Hedman, and because the Tampa Bay Lightning are so good. But yeah. I think one of Makara Fox definitely deserves it more than him.
0: Yep, totally. Um, And moving on to the Ted Lindsay Award. Yep. So this is uh, most outstanding
1: player in the NHL as voted by members of the NHLPA. So, like, yeah. it's peers, it's players. Yeah. Vote on this. So this one, it's Crosby, Matthews, and McDavid up for the for the award. And, like, I feel like Matthews could win it. He could very like I think it'd be very realistic for him winning it. I know like whenever I don't know
0: how if you're a player that's ever played against Connor McDavid though you don't vote for him. Yeah, like like that's the thing. Every year, like I don't know how every year you wouldn't just be like, yes, he's the most outstanding player. Like (laughs) that's not even up for discussion. Like you know what I mean? And And like honestly, you can say
1: the same for Sidney Crosby. I know some of these kids haven't didn't play him in his prime, but like this year he fucking rolled back the clock. He yeah. looked real good this year. Love said. Love said I don't I don't love him at all. But like I can't fucking lie. I can't just sit here and fucking boldface lie and I like ah oh, he was shit this year. Like he was good.
0: Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, actually, I actually the only thing that cost them a playoff was what I said earlier was they had absolutely no goaltending. None.
1: Jari blew it. Man, you wanna know who I think would be a great fit for fucking Pittsburgh in that? Who? Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: Want <laughs> to who else would be a great fit in Pittsburgh And net? Matt True. Murray. <laughs> I mean, like,
1: literally anyone but what they currently have would be a better fit.
0: Like, what the hell are they doing? That's so funny. They actually had three goalies and ended up with the worst one, and that's always going to be funny.
1: Yeah. And, like, especially considering they lost Murray to free agency and, or yeah, Murray to free agency and flurry to the expansion draft. So they got fuck all in your turn. Like you had three good goalies and you traded two of them. Like you just straight up said, nah, we want the worst one. And
0: let the other two walk. Kind of wild. Yeah. Kind of wild. Do we have any other awards up? The lady bang, I believe there were two defensemen. It was Slavin, uh, Matthews. And who was the third? I forget.
1: I want to. Why do I want to say it was Jared Spurgeon? I don't feel like it was, but. I don't think it was. You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those. Oh, it was! Hey! Was it? I did get that right, yeah. Matthew, Slavin, oh. and Spur- Spurgeon. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, It's, it's just kind of low key has to be Jacob Slavin. He's been like one of the better defenders in this league, and he put up a singular minor penalty this year that's and, honestly and ridiculous you want to you want to know what it was it was a fucking puck over glass delay game that's that's all he did
0: that's bro, it bro sign him to a 10 by 10 like what
1: yeah because like he's a very very good defenseman like he's like a comfortable top pairing
0: well, he's guy. lots of minutes too yeah yep it's gonna say
1: average almost 23 minutes of ice time this year
0: yeah, if you're running at that clip, like penalty taking rate, that is incredible, man. Yeah. Like, and it's not even a, like a stick infraction or anything like no, that. Like, you put the puck over the glass. <laughs> like, that's literally like. You pulled a the fucking... Mitch Marner special. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but. The Mitch Marner playoff special. <laughs> Flip. Uh, Gone. Yeah. Hey, no. Wait, wait, get Hold up. This is the Mitch Marner playoff special. Yep. Immediately, it looks at the sky. Oh, why did I do that? Because you're an idiot. That's why. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like that. That is. That could easily be a fucking a rolling puck, a bouncing puck, like. And that's it. That's all you did all year. That was against the rules. That's fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's kind of insane. Yeah, he should win it. Yep. Not up for discussion. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that is ridiculous. I don't okay. even know how many penalties Austin Matthews took this year, but I know. He shouldn't win the Lady Bing. I don't want him to win the Lady Bing.
1: He had 10 total penalty minutes all year
0: in the regular season. I don't even remember a single penalty that Austin Matthews took. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, honest to God.
1: Uh, He had the second fewest among the league's top 25 goal scorers and averaged 21-33 of ice time. So, again, like, 10 penalty minutes in 56 games is impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. two penalty minutes is more impressive. Yep. No, totally agree.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, ooh, quote from Max Pacioretty. I don't think it makes any difference who you face in the playoffs. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I back it.
1: Like I think I think like in the grand scheme of things, it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No.
0: No, but day to day, it might. I don't know. You're telling me there's no, that's not in the back of his mind, the team I used to be captain for? I mean, I think it's in your in the back of your mind, but I think, like, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I
1: played hockey or when I play soccer now, like, yeah, I think about who I'm playing against. But, like, once I, like, show up to the fucking rink and, like, once I start putting my gear on, like, that's just not. Like, when, yeah. once I'm, like, in the room with the boys, we're talking, we're getting ready, like, it's just... Yeah, no I see. And what you're then saying. and then and then once you're out on the ice or out on the field, like well then you just fucking nothing matters. You just do your job and that's it. Yeah.
0: Man, two years ago today. Raptors. Raptor, oh fuck, what a time. What a time, man. Whew. Anyway, do you got uh anything else you wanna to add today? I think I'm out of ideas. Um
1: I'm pretty sure Pretty sure that's everything, yeah. We went through the awards, we went through that. Oh, two things. First one, Craig Button. I don't know if you saw his prediction for the uh, the Habs in Vegas series. No. Uh, so he was on uh, with fucking, uh, what's his face? With Jay. And they were talking about it on SportsCenter. Center. hmm And he was like, yeah, uh, I think the Habs are going to win this series. And I fully do not believe him one bit. He is fully just saying that to try and reclaim some credibility with the province of Quebec. I yeah. Hit, yeah. I, I can't stand the guy. I fucking can't.
2: Like and you keep
0: saying, man, there's a reason he's the director of scouting for a TV network and not a hockey team. Cause he
1: doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about.
0: And I guarantee you, he makes a shit ton of money
1: and TSN should fire him and rehire fucking Dan O'Toole and Christian Jack with that money. A hundred percent. That's an upgrade. Yes.
0: yes. Totally agree. KJ is dearly missed, and oh, yeah. so was Dan.
1: Yeah, like both like just heartbeats of their respective programming just ripped out, and we still yeah. have
0: Greg fucking Button. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, okay. we missed the Bob Mac, Bobby Mac, full time days. Yeah. Bob McKenzie the goat. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not up for
1: discussion. Like it's it's like not even. Yeah. Like it, it. It's like Bob McKenzie is like the equivalent to Wayne Gretzky, where when you talk about like best ever, it's just he's just he's number one. You discuss everyone else. Yep. Like you discuss yep. two, three, four. Well, you don't even. But for sure. And then the other thing is Mark Scheifele is being a fucking cunt in the
0: media, and I hate it. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, just take the L, man
1: yeah so when he originally got suspended he he said he wasn't going to appeal because he didn't want to be a distraction, and like he was just you know he was going to take it, and I was like all right, fine, like that's being a normal person, like you don't get a fucking special shout out for that, but like, congrats on being a fucking normal person, and then since the jets have been eliminated, he's just continued to make an ass out of himself in the media, and i just I don't understand why. Yeah, I,
0: I don't really either. Like, it's done. Like, just yeah. take the L man.
1: Yeah, like he... Uh,
0: Those he was, comments about being shut down by the Department of Player Safety instead of Philip deno were cringeworthy.
1: Yeah, like, like how can you say that it was the Department of Player Safety that shut you down? It's like, no, the Department of Player Safety did their job. You shut you down when you decided to fucking charge 200 feet and lay a hit. I,
0: like, I Well, we know my opinion. I thought it was a two-year or a two-game at maximum, but I, I'm willing to accept the four-game. Mark Shifley has to as well. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. There's no... There's a, and like, the, Yeah, you go ahead. I don't,
1: I don't know if you caught Eric Engels on uh, Tim and Friends this week, but no. he uh, he made a great point, which is because him and Paul Maurice, Paul Maurice and Mark Shifley, I should say, keep bringing up this, oh, it was a clean hit, I kept my shoulder down, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't think Mark Shifley understands that he didn't get suspended for Rule 48, an illegal hit to the head. That's not what he was suspended under. It was 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 Rule 42, charging. And if you charge and it ends up with a guy unconscious and probably out of the playoffs, that's going to be a four game suspension. Like, that's on you, bud. Like, that's not the fucking Department of Player Safety shutting you down, that's not Jake Evans shutting you down.
0: That's To me, that's the most cringeworthy thing, is he's saying all of this while Jake Evans still isn't back, right? Like, if Jake Evans was back and playing, then maybe it might be a little bit of a different story. Like, honestly. But he's not... And for you, like, what do you think Jake Evans is thinking watching Mark Sifley say that shit? Like, that's brutal. Yeah, like, Jake Evans only returned to fucking
1: on-ice training, uh, like, on-ice, like, yesterday. And even then, it was away from the team. It was just skating, no pucks, no nothing. Just, like... And Mark yeah. Treffley sitting in the media bitching about how the Department of Slayer Safety shut him down. It's like, fuck off, man.
0: Garbage. Just garbage. I, like, I totally garbage. I yes. totally agree.
1: So, uh, you, would, you would agree with me in saying that Paul Byron is not a dirty player at all, right?
0: No, he's not a dirty player, right? And I know exactly where, what you're bringing up right now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, in 2019, he got suspended three games for a hit to the head on Mackenzie Wieger. And, in the aftermath, tweeted out this statement. I accept and respect the decision made by the Department of Player Safety. I w- would like to make it clear I had no intention of causing injury or finishing my check through Mackenzie Wieger's head. I think my history and the way I conduct myself on the ice show a lack of intent to injure other players. Despite the lack of intention, I have to accept responsibility for my hit and realize, re- realize the result of my hit was to the head and cause injury. I would like to sincerely apologize for my hit and wish Mackenzie all the best and hope uh, he is okay. I've learned a lesson through this, and will make any and will make sure any future hit result in a clean and legal fashion. Mark Shifley could have copy and pasted this statement, and instead of Mackenzie Weiger, put
0: Jake Evans' name in there, and there would be no complaints from anyone. Well, and the thing is, is how many people's op- opinion of Mark Shifley have changed because of this? Oh, so many. Like, like I, mean, I thought he was such a good dude, and now I, my opinion has shifted like dramatically. Yeah,
1: like. And that's thing. Like, he he wants, and he wants this pristine reputation of being, you know, this like character guy who's, you know, great in the room. He's a great human being. But like, the fact that you can't just say, you know what, I fucked up. Like, I'm sorry. That's like, yeah, literally all he has to say. If he comes out in the media and just says, "Hey, my bad. I fucked up. That's on me." That's it. And everyone go, "All right." And that's it. Then it's done. We wash our hands of it and we move on. Yeah. But, Yeah. Just. Yeah, the the fact that he's sitting out here trying to like be the victim in this situation, it's like no, no, no. Like Jake Evans was the victim of this.
0: Like, then not you, not yeah. you. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. Yeah, dickhead. I yeah no man he and I it's been all week too. You're right. He just come on, like after you lose the series too, like just take the fucking L, man. Yeah. Like come on. Like, all he had to do in his, like, fucking end-of-season media availability.
1: Apologize to Jake Evans and apologize to his fans and teammates. Say, hey, guys, I fucked up. I should have been on the ice helping us. But, you know, whoops, that's it.
2: That's all he had to do.
1: That that is all his end-of-season media availability needed to be. Yep. And, like, I don't know why the Winnipeg fucking Jets PR team didn't just, like, disconnect his Zoom call when he started going off. I fully would have just pulled the plug on it and been like, oh, we're having some technical issues, guys. Let us sort this out. And then scream at the fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, don't. Like, just yeah. don't. Yeah, just, just Why? shut the fuck up. Just, what, are you just, going to, what are you going to prove? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, now that we got all that off our chest, is there anything else you would like to uh, remove from your chest?
1: No, I think that is it. Game one of the Stanley Cup semifinals has officially started. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to watch. I was like 30 seconds in, it's already four on four. They two, two guys took penalties right off the hop. Let's
0: go. Okay. All <laughs> right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We got puck to watch.